Hello, and welcome to the New Jersey Economic Development Authority's eConversations podcast. I'm Michelle Bowden, and I am the NJEDA's Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer, and I am honored to guest host this, this month's uh, eConversations episode. Um, today, in honor of us celebrating mothers this month, we'll be talking about what the state of New Jersey is doing to increase access to maternal and infant health for mothers and babies of color. Specifically, we'll be delving into Nurture NJ, a statewide multi-agency campaign committed to driving down the maternal infant mortality rate, particularly among black and brown mothers and infants, and to ensuring equitable care among women and children of all races and ethnicities. Nurture NJ is spearheaded by our very own First Lady, Tammy Murphy, and we are thrilled to welcome her back to our podcast to talk about this critical initiative. We're also joined by Lisa Asari, who is New Jersey's Department of Health Division of Family Services, long, long, right, Assistant Commissioner, and our very own Tara Colton, NJEDA's Executive Vice President of Special Projects. I'm honored to have all of you here today. Um, they're going to be providing insights into their agency's role into, the, into this all important Nurture NJ campaign. And I'm just so excited to get started. So welcome ladies. I'd like to start by asking each of you to introduce yourselves. And can we start with the first lady? Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Michelle. Um, always wonderful to be here together with Lisa as well. So thank you. Um, I am Tammy Murphy. I am uh, the First Lady of New Jersey, married to uh, Phil Murphy and delighted to be here with you. Thank you so much. Uh, next up, we have the Assistant Commissioner, Lisa Sorry. Sure. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you, Michelle, for having me. Glad to be here with First Lady Tammy Murphy, as well as Tara. I'm Lisa Sari, coming to you from the Department of Health, a division called Family Health Services, where we host and house the Maternal Child Health Programs, the WIC program, and Special Child Health and Early Intervention. I'm a mother as well, so happy to be here on this podcast uh, and really delighted and thrilled to, to talk about the work of Nurture NJ. And our very own Tara Colton, please. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm Tara Colton. I'm the Executive Vice President for Special Projects at the New Jersey EDA. Really honored and excited to be here um, with First Lady Lisa and you, Michelle. Um, and I'm also a mother of two, uh, two young kids. And uh, one of the things that really drives my work around this issue is recognizing the, the level of care and access that I received during my pregnancy and prenatal care and postnatal um, as someone who is not a person of color and recognizing just the deep inequities there and so feel very driven to um, acknowledge the, the sort of fundamental unfairness that as a, a pregnant mom I had um, access to and just so grateful to be part of this and, and honored to, uh, to play a small role. Wonderful. First Lady Murphy, we're going to start our questions with you. You and Governor Murphy launched Nurture NJ in 2019 and um, designed to reduce, obviously, the uh, maternal and infant mortality and, and morbidity, particularly among mothers and infants of color, and to ensure this equitable care among women and children of all races and ethnicities. Can you give us an overview of the initiative and why you think it, it was really an and critically needed here in New Jersey. Absolutely. Um, 
first of all, I'm sorry, Michelle, but uh, Tara, I did not mean to leave you out when I said I was delighted to be here. We could not do half of what we do without you. So thank you so much for all that you bring to the table. Um, so why do we need this? Um, well, for those of you who do not know, uh, New Jersey is 47th in the country in terms of maternal mortality rates. Uh, and by the way, the United States as a whole, it's 55th in the world. So we, we have real challenges in our country and there it's, it's, it's quite frankly inexcusable given the, um, the advancements and the investments we've made in healthcare. So, um, when I heard that statistic up front, Phil and I both agreed that it made a lot of sense to try and dig in and see if we could fix this because I naively felt like this had to do with access to prenatal care or something very straightforward. And what I found out from the outset is that we have very alarming disparities in our state. Um, if you are a black woman in the state of New Jersey, you are seven times more likely than a white woman to die from maternity related complications. And if you are a black baby, you are three times more likely than a white baby to die before your first birthday. You can't hear those kind of statistics and not be deeply unsettled. And so once you understand that, it, it, you know, you really, you really then say, okay, what's the, what's the root cause here? Um, and it is, um, unfortunately, it's due to uh, discrimination, racism, um, micro inequities, you pick your, you pick your term, but this has been going on for a long time. And this particular challenge we've known about in New Jersey since 1995, and we have just not addressed it properly. Um, and, and I, and, you know, similar to what Tara just said, you know, I, I am the mother of four mm -hmm. and, but for the color of my skin, I could have had a different outcome than I've had. So, um, Nurture NJ is addressing the inequities here, and our goal is to not only reduce our maternal mortality rate by 50% over five years, but to ensure that there is true equity in care, um, in healthcare, and, and, and access across our state. Um, so, I mean, I could, go, I could go on and give you lots of details, but I will tell you, this has been a three-year, um, very intensive effort uh, on on our part, I would say that you know when we started out back in in the beginning of Phil's administration, there were exactly two departments and agencies that were working together with us in this space: um, the Department of Health and obviously Family and Children's Services. And now we have 18 different departments and agencies who are, stand side by side with us and are united in our um, determination to ensure that we fix this this um, this, this scourge in our state and that we move forward together. Um, we have recently developed a strategic plan. Um, we've spent the last year, more than a year, having um, the leading experts from around the country come in and, and work together with all of our departments and agencies, as well as hundreds of stakeholders across our state to help us create a strategic plan that I do believe will be the blueprint for the United States um, because it is really um, not only, you know, I think a lot of plans historically have cut down on the maternal mortality rates, but none have looked at both the maternal mortality rates and the equity piece. And that is just, you can't do one without the other. So there's a lot of recommendations that are in this plan. And, and I, I suspect that's how we, we're all gathered here today because one of the um, 
key indicators of the plan is uh, to talk about the um, innovation and research center that we hope to develop. So we can talk about that perhaps later. Yeah, we definitely will touch. I'm glad you touched on it because we will absolutely come back to that. Um, I do want to uh, um, ask the assistant commissioner, uh, Lisa and uh, Tara. Now, the first lady just mentioned that both of your agencies are, are actively involved in this Nurture and J campaign. Can you speak a little about a little bit about um, you know what the roles of each of the agencies are and and what you're going to do to help to attain these goals? You know that we'll talk more about uh, with the strategic plan. But I'd like to hear from each each of you about that. Lisa, can we start with you? Sure, Michelle. Thanks for the question. Um, yeah, we are Department of Health, um, and so as First Lady mentioned, we have been in this space for some time. Uh, but to have her uh, come and join us in these efforts to really shine the spotlight on this issue has been um, just incredible. It's generated so much additional energy, uh, resources, uh, thought, partnership, uh, and leadership that we are so grateful for. But in terms of Department of Health, where do we fit in here? We fit throughout this plan. Um, you know, it really is an incumbent on us to have the data available to really be able to describe those disparities and to describe the inequities. It's really important for us to have the community partners that are able to kind of meet the plan at the table to begin to implement these things in the community settings. Uh, we've looked a lot at this issue. It's not just about access to healthcare, as the first lady mentioned, it's about life. Uh, all of the social determinants of health, uh, childcare, uh, transportation, uh, education, uh, mental health, you know, all sorts of issues that are really cross-cutting and really impact on a woman's maternal health and, of course, infant health as well. Um, so our job is really to get the field ready, to make sure that we have the partners that are able to sort of join us and implement this work, to make sure that we put the health equity lens on everything that we do, um, to make sure that we engage the community in a meaningful way, um, and also to make sure that we engage our multi-sectoral partners. And so I'm really thrilled to have Tara on um, because we've begun talking to her, uh, EDA, about how do we do this from an economic and a sustainable perspective. Um, and so it's really exciting. I think New Jersey will become the safest place in the nation to have a baby and to raise a child in large part to Nurture and Jay and First Lady Tammy Murphy and all of the efforts of the full team of folks who are gathered around this issue, uh, but it's going to take more than health. So I am just one of the 18 departments that the First Lady has talked about. Um, and just excited that we have this energy and that we're really galvanizing so many new players around this issue because we all have a part to play. Wonderful. Tara, uh, can you talk a little bit about EDA's role and how uh, we are going to ensure uh, success in this initiative? Yeah, happy to. I, one of the things that's just so powerful about working for, for Governor Murphy and being part of the administration is the sincerity with which the governor and the first lady and all the leadership really embodies this idea of a stronger, fairer economy in New Jersey. Um, it's a simple but really powerful phrase, and I think it's at the core of what we do at EDA, and it has been um, one of the reasons that it has been not just logical, but honestly imperative that we play a role in this conversation. And so 
EDA and its role as, you know, uh, helping drive economic growth in the state, we're taking on a lot of projects that um, on their surface may not look directly related to maternal and infant health, but absolutely are. Some of the things that Lisa mentioned, whether it's strengthening the childcare sector, the work we're doing around combating food deserts and food insecurity, um, but also all the work that's being um, supported around bolstering the life sciences and catalyzing innovation in healthcare and really thinking about how to capitalize on New Jersey's assets and our economic competitiveness. So there's a lot of um, kind of big picture work and priorities that are being led through the EDA um, that fit into this. And we have been really privileged and honored to be um, at the forefront working with the First Lady and our colleagues at the Department of Health and some of those other 18 agencies um, around the development of uh, a, what we aspire to be a best in the world uh, maternal and infant health research and innovation center um, right in the state's capital in Trenton. I know we're going to talk about that in a minute. And I think that the one of the reasons that it really presents um, excitement for, for EDA to take a role in this is that there are the profound personal human societal elements at play here that we've all touched upon. Um, but there's also true economic importance, especially when you're considering social determinants of health and the opportunity for New Jersey to continue to be a leader in so like it is on so many other fronts, um, whether it's economic growth, tech, commercialization of technology, et cetera. So um, it's something that both uh, I think is the is the right thing to do and is also a smart thing to do. Amen to that. So First Lady, I want to uh, d dig more into the strategic plan that was unveiled uh, in January. Uh, we, you know, we touched on that, obviously. Uh, Tara just talked to it as well. Why did, why, why Trenton? Why do you think Trenton? And um, can you touch on um, you know, the other areas of importance, you know, that other than what we've already talked about. But I, I'm really interested to know why, why especially Trenton. So, um, so we're speaking sp strictly of the, of the Research and Innovation of Center. Research, okay. Yes, yes, of course. Of the, and that was a part that, as I understand it, that's a part, that was a big piece of the uh, strategic plan. And one of the big recommendations was to, um, to uh, create this infant and maternal health center, but I think the plan is to have located in Trenton, right? That's correct. So, oh. so let me just say this um, up front. Um, this, I, I'm really thrilled the experts have pointed us in this direction. This is essentially a dream of mine. <clears throat> I look at the M MD Anderson Cleveland Clinic. I want to be that. I want New Jersey to be that. And I want to, I want us to own that space in this, in this area. Um, and that's really, you know, it's taking, it's, 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 it's creating um, a, a tremendous opportunity out of a horrific challenge that we are facing right now. So I think that you should know that, you know, when we started down this path, I mean, we have engaged with thousands of stakeholders and we have engaged at every level from, you know, people on the ground, the moms, the brave moms on the ground who, who've had the, had the courage to speak up, um, right on up through health systems and foundations and We've talked to doulas and midwives and, you know, nurse practitioners and obstetricians. And I mean, we have run the gamut. Um, and I would say to you, Trenton is very important for many reasons. One, it's a food desert. Mm. Two, it's a birthing desert. Three, it happens to be our state capital. And 
because it's our state capital, we have all sorts of legislators there and they, these legislators um, have worked with my husband and over the past three years, Phil has signed 35 pieces of legislation into law that explicitly address this part of the challenge that we're facing. And, and that is really important. And so having the, this space be um, available so that we can not only take all of the momentum and the energy and the data that we have gathered and we've worked toward um, over the past three years and make sure it's secure going forward and make mm -hmm. sure that this initiative doesn't just fall off the table at some point in time when the Murphy administration is, is not in office. Um, that is really important to me and it's important to all the stakeholders. Uh, and, and being in Trenton is, is logical because one piece of this puzzle, when you look at the MD Anderson Cleveland Clinic space, we wanna make sure that that anyone who comes to study this and understand the data and really um, to, to work with us and do research and innovation, that they also have access to policy and that they can meet with our legislatures and, and, and understand our legislators and understand, you know, how, what the thinking is and how, what hurdles they went through and, and what other um, means there might be of really targeting this space because it, it, it's a, it, it, this is, this, this strategic plan requires a, um, and a, a true partnership across every level of society in order to change and completely transform a system that has been absolutely unfair and um, has been has has developed into a way that we we literally need to rethink every element, all the social determinants of health, all our access to transportation and housing and education and workforce development. All of these things are coming together in this one area and, and are hurting our moms and our babies. And, um, you know, I think that, that Tara said it well, you know, Phil, everything that we have been doing um, and what Phil stands for is making life better for New Jerseyans and making us feel not only proud, but safe and able to thrive together. And, you know, whether you're talking about um, healthcare or you're talking about paid, paid uh, family leave or equal pay for equal work, all of these things are, are all interrelated and they all impact um, our health and particularly the health of our, our families. So uh, yeah, Trenton, Trenton is, is, you know, it's gonna show the intersection of medicine um, with a clinic, it'll show um, policy, it'll show research and it, it all needs to be there. I would also just tell you that we have, we have had extensive conversations, not only with with just stakeholders around New Jersey, but we have talked to people in Trenton. We've talked to higher ed. We've talked to foundations. We have talked to people, stakeholders across our state. And honestly, we've talked to stakeholders around our country. So we have people who are interested in this and think this is a space that really does need um, need help and needs needs lifting up. And I think that um, we, we we're really excited because once we get the the RFI back. We're going to start hearing about the ideas and the way that we can really bring this dream to reality. It's wonderful, wonderful, and such such, you know, important work. You know, I, I we can hear the passion in your voice about this, and this is, um, you know, uh, really um, paramount that we uh, we continue in this vein. You know, it's. Um, it's it's New Jersey, the state we love, and um, you know the Murphy administration is, you know, really um, committed to a stronger and fairer, um, you know, opportunity for all. Tara, I wanted to get back to you and ask you, 
um, what you think um, is what 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 importance um, you know is placed on this request for information, this RFP that was put out. I think the responses are due uh, June first, and um, I wanted to see you know from your perspective what what are we hoping to glean um, from this information that we receive, and why is it how why should we encourage people to share their input? Yep. So um, I, I will make the pitch up front. We have issued through the NJEDA a request for information, an RFI. That is really uh, what it sounds like. We are requesting input, perspectives, ideas, feedback from um, really anyone who would like to provide it specifically around the development of maternal and health, maternal and infant health innovation and research center in Trenton. So the first lady said that Nurture New Jersey strategic plan has dozens of recommendations and as the result of a frankly um, staggering amount of outreach and engagement. And so what we're doing with this is really going um, a layer deeper on this specific recommendation, which is the creation of this center. So um, the RFI is available on the NJEDA website, which is njeda.com, though if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know that. And uh, it is the responses are due June 1st. Um, in terms of what we're looking for, um, you know, the First Lady explained it very powerfully. We have a vision for what we hope and aspire for this to be. And now we want people to weigh in on both how we get there, what are the priorities within that vision, because we can't do everything all at once. So what sort of what would people say the greatest areas of emphasis are? Um, but also, what are some of the models that we might consider that we could either adapt or take pieces of to build this um, you know, world-class facility? Thinking about, um, you know, everything from the broad scale of the, of the suite of services that could be offered or should be offered, whether it's clinical care, um, research and innovation, training, data collection, et cetera. So there, there's sort of our, you know, we have a broad vision of what could be included. And so we'd like um, perspectives on uh, kind of how to how to um, corral all that together, but also because we are we have planted the flag proudly in Trenton and said it's going to be in Trenton, we would really like feedback, especially from folks within the community around where and considerations like um, logistics, you know, uh, transportation, um, what kinds of um, as the first lady said, you know, what kind of care deserts we should be considering. So we have a number of questions. Um, people do not have to respond to all of them. They're welcome to provide whatever perspective they'd like to share. Um, you know, we certainly want to hear from from moms and caregivers and, and community stakeholders, as well as um, you know, academics, uh, healthcare institutions, developers. So really, um, the the call is open. And and again, looking at the the sort of scope of services, the models that we could consider. Um, whether it's from throughout the United States or around the world. And then we have some specific questions given EDA's focus on catalyzing innovation around um, some of the specific ways that that could be structured. And then finally, again, the, um, the sort of logistical site development location questions that, uh, that are important as we begin to bring this to reality, uh, the where and the what and the how will be, uh, will be really important. So by June 1st, please, we look forward to hearing from you. Okay, well, that's the, that's the call uh, for Assistant Commissioner Asari, Lisa. Um, one of the recommendations of the Nurture NJ plan uh, further came to fruition earlier this month when Governor Murphy signed a bill 
requiring all healthcare professionals um, who provide perinatal treatment and care to pregnant persons at a hospital or birthing center undergo explicit and implicit bias training. You know, this is an incredibly important and huge step, I may add, to breaking down the barriers that exist um, for far too many mothers of color trying to access the care that they need during and after the pregnancy. Can you tell us more about this newly signed law and the work that you're doing on implicit bias training? Sure. So the law is really exciting um, and so needed at this time. You know, we're going through a time of just social consciousness about inequities um, and racial uh, disparities. Um, and so this implicit bias training bill is huge um, and is a big win for New Jersey. Uh, we um, have the opportunity to provide implicit and explicit bias training to folks at our maternity hospitals and our FQHCs. But what I will say that I think makes this really huge is it's not just for clinical staff, it's mm. for non-clinical staff as well. Um, and it's important that I say that because I say to folks, you know, I'm an assistant commissioner Monday to Friday from nine to five maybe, but the rest of the time, I'm a black woman in New Jersey, a black mom in New Jersey, um, and I've had my own instances of discrimination and bias where people treated me based on who they thought I was or what I looked like. Um, and we know even Serena Williams, I'm not famous, but she is, uh, she herself wasn't listened to. So there are perceptions out there that uh, black women tolerate pain differently. Um, they're different. Uh, they don't, you don't have to listen to them. And I think that this is what this training really looks to address. Um, and so I think it's important that it's not just the docs and the physicians, it's everybody. Everybody that is in the healthcare system that will interact with women, I think, should be trained and will be trained through this legislation. Additionally, all of our FQHCs, so the federally qualified health centers, will also go through training as well. Uh, we're in the process of doing that with a national expert um, and also some local New Jersey experts, because the work that we do in New Jersey is going to be New Jersey specific. It's not just a black and white issue. We have a lot of immigrants. We have very diverse populations, people who speak languages different than English. And so we hope that this training will also reflect some of the challenges that they face. Uh, so we're in the process of developing the training now. We will pilot this training in the fall with three hospitals. But the goal is to have this tra training ready to roll in its entirety uh, by the first of next year. So we're really excited. Um, to get this going. Uh, but I will tell you that the New Jersey story will be unique. Um, and this training will be unique and what we need to do um, in this state. So we're really excited about the um, passing of this legislation. Really excited to have both federal and state funding to support these efforts. Uh, there was money put into Governor Murphy's budget specifically around this issue. And so we're excited to get that up and going and off the ground as well. Um, and so stay tuned. You know, I think we're really being looked at nationally by many of our state partners to really see how we roll this out. Uh, but it's, it's exciting. It's exciting to have this uh, legislative backing on an initiative that is really um, on time at this time. Thank you. Well, you're so welcome. Thank you. I want to thank to all uh, of our panel. This was just 
such an informing and informative and interesting discussion. I'd like to give, uh, you know, just um, go around and give, you know, a 30 second last minute. Uh, just if you have any closing remarks, closing statements, I want to encourage our listeners to visit our our webpage at uh, njeda.com, www.njeda.com to learn more about the maternal and infant health RFI. But I'd like to give the floor um, to our panelists once again. First Lady, could we start with you for any closing remarks? And then we'll go around to Tara and then we'll end with uh, the Assistant Commissioner. Absolutely. Thank you again for having uh, me and having us and and, um, putting a real spotlight on this. Um, Really appreciate that. I think the one thing I would tell everyone is uh, we need everyone. We need everyone's help here. This is not just one person cannot move the needle. It's going to be, it's it's only going to happen with true collaboration. And the goal, just to remind everyone where we're heading, is we want to make New Jersey the safest and most equitable place in the United States of America to deliver and raise a baby. That is our goal. We will be the gold standard. Please join us and go onto the EDA's page or go to also nurturenj.nj.gov to find out more about um, the strategic plan beyond the uh, Innovation Center. Thank you. Thank you. Tara? I, uh, it's hard to follow that, but I would certainly reinforce um, that the the vision here is broad, and I think that oftentimes, as people may think about or um, grapple with the complexity and, and in some ways the horror of this issue, um, and feel both helpless, but I think in some ways feel like it doesn't necessarily impact them. I think when you you consider the breadth of issues that result in this situation, that result in these disparities, there is a role for everyone to play. There is a role for economic development. There is a role for greater food security, improved transportation, a stronger, fairer New Jersey. And so to really understand the complexity of, um, of the solutions, we need to understand the complexity of the issue. And so I would just encourage people, if they have some perspective on this, even if they, they don't feel they're an expert on the whole issue, please weigh in um, again on the, the RFI due on June 1st. And, and again, thank you. Really honored to be part of this. Wonderful. Lisa? Sure. And I, I would just add, um, just concur with what the two other panelists said. Everybody has a role to play. And I would also say all voices matter. Um, this strategic plan is about addressing racial inequities and it's about engaging community. And I think it's really important for us to remember that community voices really matter. Um, and one of the things that I think I'm most proud of is the work that we've done in communities. I mean, this plan has gone all across the state, has had multiple hundreds of focus groups and stakeholder sort of conversations. And I think it's really important to keep their voice um, center, uh, central to the work that we're doing because you know they know what they experience and they should absolutely be part of the solutions that we're proposing through this um, strategic plan and all of this important work. Wonderful. You've been listening to eConversations. Thank you, ladies. <laughs>